Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Five Rings to Rule Them All. I'm Sid Ziegler. This week I am joined by two incredible softball players, Anissa Ortez and Amanda Chittister. They are, on the one hand, fiancés. Amanda proposed to Anissa uh, just recently after being together for a couple of years. They met playing softball. And so on the one hand, they are in love, fiancés, and Amanda talks about how she approached uh, the proposal uh, very carefully, just like you'd expect an athlete to approach it. On the flip side, they're rivals. They both play softball. They've played against one another in the past. And at the Olympic Games, they are going to play against each other again. Anissa plays for Mexico. Amanda plays for the United States. And while they were disappointed that, they, that the Olympic Games were postponed, they also talk about how it's given them an opportunity to improve with their teammates and to help one another improve. While they're both going to be aiming for that same gold medal, and while they are rivals when, when they take the field against one another, they're taking some of the time during the pandemic to help one another get better. We talk about all of that and why it's so important for them to be visible role models for LGBTQ kids to inspire them to be true in their own lives. Here's my conversation with Amanda Chittister and Anissa Ortez. Amanda and Anissa, thank you so much for joining me. So Amanda, take us inside the planning of the popping of the question. Oh, the planning. Well, you know, it all started with a conversation. Because I had originally, it was I was thinking, okay, after the Olympics would be a good time, like maybe in the fall after the Olympics. So I kind of still had that time frame. And then when the Olympics kind of got postponed, I was like, well, should I keep it then? Should I push it back? You know, what's what's the what's the situation? But we were just getting ready to um, move to Utah. Um, and so I kind of was thinking, you know what, like, it'd be a great start. Like we moved to Utah together and, um, you know, we'll be engaged, like all of that. So that was kind of like my initial thought, like that transition of going to Utah, because I had been living in Michigan for, um, my whole life. So moving to Utah, you know, it's a big move. So that was kind of my thought process there. And I don't know, just talking with actually the, the two, um, two of my best friends that were there for the proposal, uh, Sam Fisher and Hannah Flippin. I've been having conversations with them for a while about, you know, when and how, and I kind of always had the um, the thought of, okay, I want to do it where we first, um, like, hung out. Cause, like, our official, like, our first time ever, like, really hanging out, hanging out with just us was um, we had gone to Zion um, after, like, a, it was after one of the summers that we had first met in softball. And so I wanted to do it back in that area of when everything kind of like took off for us. Um, so that was kind of my thought there. And just having conversations with Sam and Hannah about it and everything just kind of like led to one thing to another. And then we had that season, Athletes Unlimited, which uh, started in July, August, started in August through October. And a lot of our friends were all there, and everyone kept asking me, when are you going to propose Denise? When are you going to propose Denise? When are you going to do it? When's it going to happen? And it was like, guys, guys, like, it's going to happen, okay? And I had asked, like, a bunch of different um, of my friends, like, about rings and, like, all that kind of stuff. And a couple of them I actually 
put on a mission to get niece's ring size and make sure like get everything that like she was wanting and she had no idea. So that was like kind of all like the backstory leading into it. And, you know, we, we had planned the trip to go to a couple of national parks um, prior to even the season of Athletes Unlimited. So we were going to go with some of uh, niece's family and then it kind of got moved to like just do a friend's trip and so we had already been planning on it so the fact that I was going to be proposing on the trip like she wouldn't have like she had no idea so it was it was perfect come on come on <laughs> you had no idea I I literally had no idea I knew that it was going to happen eventually I didn't think it was going to happen this fall but maybe uh spring of 2021 or something but no, I, I literally had no idea because we've always had conversations about ring sizes and, and getting married and all of that stuff. So I just thought we were on another trip with our really close friends and we were going to one of my favorite spots. And then I turn around and she's on a knee and I'm like, oh my God, is this for real? Like literally no idea. She did so good. And the ring was beautiful. It was perfect. Um, the location was beautiful too. So I'm definitely happy with how it turned out. Yeah, it was Hor Horseshoe Bend is where we ended up like doing it at. It's a beautiful place. If and no, if you've never been, Horseshoe Bend in Arizona is the place to be. Amanda, as you're like, how did you plan the timing? Like, you you waiting for her to turn around, and then or did somebody yeah. just pack her to turn her around? No, that's great. So it was very strategic. So I was like, me, Sam, and Hannah were all talking, and that morning, because when we were leaving. There was a couple moments where I was texting Hannah and Sam, and I was like, "Listen, like, I'm not sure if we're gonna if I'm gonna do it at this spot in Zion or if I'm gonna do it at Horseshoe Bend. Like, but those are the two spots that I have in mind." And they're like, "Okay, you know, just let us know." And and so we were gonna be doing Horseshoe Bend at sunset, but we didn't make it. So I was like, "You know what? That's even better because I would have rather done it at sunrise anyway." So we had all agreed that we were gonna go to Horseshoe Bend at sunrise, and I texted Hannah and Sam and I was like listen like this is the moment and then um that next day or in the morning I think maybe it was at night I think it happened both times niece happened to be like out of the room and it was just me Sam and Hannah and so when we were in there I told them I was like let's do it where if I'm going to tell niece hey let's take a picture together of our backs like looking out at Horseshoe Bend and then I'm going to kind of pull aside and say, hey, like, let's just take one of you here. And, and then on that cue, when we did all that, then I was going to be waiting for her to turn around on one knee. But, <laughs> and we were practicing, like, I gave Sam the camera. Hannah was ready to take video. Like, we had been planning, like, it all prior because we had a couple stops before there the day before. So they were practicing. And, um, but anyways, so we get to the spot that I wanted to propose at because I was kind of feeling it out. And I mean, niece is taking in the whole area because she loved it so much. So she'd like walk away and look at stuff. And I'm like, I think I want to go over there, you guys. And so she really was, had no idea. So we walk over to like kind of a corner area. It's a little bit further out. And I was getting ready. Like I'm looking at Sam and Hannah like, okay, this is it. So I told niece, hey, like, why don't you take a picture of just you with your back? And she's like, no, I don't want to take any more pictures. We've taken too many already. And I look at Hannah and Sam like, oh, oh, my gosh. And then there was, like, another moment where Sam was laughing at the picture and was like, niece, come look. And, they, and then Hannah looks at me like, this is your moment. 
So when Nice went over to talk, like, look at the picture, I got down on one knee. So when Nice turned around, like, there I was. So everyone was on the same page and knew it was coming. It was, it was great. Sam and Hannah were flawless. I love that you approached it just like an athlete. You, like, you had a strategy for the game. You, you rallied your teammates. You practiced. It's so the true. Big, the big so moment. Like, typical athlete. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Amanda, like, how did you feel? I mean, I mean, Nice, how did you feel in the moments afterwards? I think I was... I had said when she was down on a knee, like, I'm paralyzed. I don't know what to do. I mean, of course I knew I was going to say yes. But I think in the video when we showed our family, they were all like, did you even say yes? Because I was so shocked. But I did say yes. And um, I don't know. I was just, like, in awe of the moment where we were at, how it happened, like, and how good she pulled it off because I did not expect anything going on for that trip. So it was definitely a surprise. And I, when, I'm, when we were driving, I just kept looking at my ring like, I cannot believe this is mine. Like, what is happening? <laughs> how long had, have you two been together? Um, we've been together two years now. And how did you meet? So we, um, there was one summer where um, it was through this, it was through a professional, playing professional ball, scrapyard, scrapyard dogs. And um, she was out there that summer. So we all played together. It was like a big group of us that all played together. And I remember specifically like talking to, because Hannah actually played at Utah with me. So Hannah knew her and Hannah and I were teammates on USA. So I remember asking Hannah some questions like, oh, who's that shortstop? And he was like, are you kidding? Like, you've played against her, like, the last year or two against Mexico. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, and she just kind of, like, stood out to me. And that whole summer, I, like, nothing happened. And it was just kind of, I don't know, I had, like, the biggest crush on her, just kind of, like, <laughs> just seeing how the summer went and kind of hung out a little bit, but not really. Like, it wasn't until I came, like, after that whole summer, it wasn't until the fall when I came out to Utah and I was going to come hang out with niece and Hannah is when things started, like, started for us. But, like, in the summer and stuff was, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I guess it was like that. It was just we played, we played with each other, kind of had mutual friends and stuff, but it wasn't niece, until we hung did out. Did you have your eye on her? <laughs> what was that? Was that for me, Anissa? Yeah. Um, I... I actually was in a, a different relationship at the time, so I was just totally wanted to be her friend and kind of get to know her in that way. And then um, I ended up breaking up with um, my ex-girlfriend, and then I started to get to know Amanda a little bit better. And then that's actually when we started to, I guess, have a little bit more deeper conversations, getting to know each other, and then that's kind of like where it... She didn't like, even know I existed at first, I swear. <laughs> so wh why Utah? I mean, you say you're, you're moving back there now. Why there? Yeah, so um, I played college softball at the University of Utah from 2013 to 17. And I just decided to stay out here just because I love it. You know, it's outdoorsy. I love hiking. I love biking and all of that. And so um, my family's from California, so it's not too far of a drive, and it's just really expensive to live out in California right now. So I figured I would just stay out here in Utah um, and just, yeah, just live out here and 
Amanda came to visit when we first got together, and she said she loved it. And so we both are really big fans of the outdoors and hiking and all that. So it it just really fits our lifestyle very well. Nice gave Nice gave Michigan a chance, but it like she came out. She moved out. To, we were like long. We were long distance for a year, and then she came and moved out to Michigan. And um, I couldn't handle it. It's cloudy. <laughs> it's cloudy and cold there. At least when it's cold here, the sun's always out. I, my husband grew up in the UP in Michigan and then spent oh, eight years no way. At, at the University of Michigan. So he's a Wolverine, though. He doesn't. He's he, a Uper. <laughs> yeah, he is a Uper, and he couldn't care less about Michigan sports. So when we, uh, I'm I'm the one who will watch some sports and be like, oh damn, Michigan won. He's like, oh great, that's awesome. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of elite level female athletes and they say there's no big surprise that there's you know a, a good percentage of women who are lgbtq when we talk about professional sports and international sports how do you navigate um you know i don't know is she isn't she how do you navigate that in a sports setting yeah how do you navigate sorry can you ask that question again how, how, do, you, you, navigate? how do you navigate just you know trying to figure out is this person lgbtq or is it just as oh. simple as as saying asking their friends and they tell you yeah yeah i think it's that i think it's asking around and a lot of us know each other too so i mean but i i also think like in the moment i had no idea nisa was gay and so i had asked hannah like oh you know what what's her situation you know and and when she said she had a girlfriend i was like oh wow like i would i didn't i didn't know that and so i i think that's kind of i don't know how it goes in the softball world at least like i can't say that's the same for every um, professional sport. Coming out, Nice, have you had any negative reactions from people in sports or, or in your personal life, that reactions that have been negative or rejecting of who you are? I feel like I'm very fortunate to not have any terrible um, backlash for who I am. I have had some you know, issues with family and, you know, it was definitely tough with my mom at first and stuff. So um, being able to have those conversations with my mom was so hard because, you know, she felt like she did something wrong. And so with that, I guess it made me feel like I was a bad person in a way. I was like, I was doing something wrong, but, um, you know, as I got older and, and as um, she kind of came to terms with who I am, we have grown in our relationship. And it's it's been so much better ever since, you know, I've been growing up and, and being able to express who I am and being more confident in who I am. Like, I think she notices the difference in my happiness, too. So I think that's why she's more on board now than she was before, because she can truly see that. I'm happy and I'm in love and I'm with who makes me better. So different things like that was definitely a struggle, you know, and I just think like I'm afraid of the unknown. So not telling my family until, you know, some of my dad's side didn't even know that I was gay or engaged to Amanda and I had to tell them over um, like a few weeks ago after she proposed to me that I was gay and I was engaged. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off all at once so um i went and i told all of them and you know they were all fantastic with me they were great they were like we love you no matter what um which was huge for me because on my dad's side um 
he's Mexican, so I have a Mexican family, and you know, they're they're very strict, they're very opinionated, and I was just nervous about how it, how they were going to act with me. So um, it was definitely a relief, and I think that it's made my family closer to be able to just be open with them about my personal life because I never was before, but. Um, definitely more confident in who I am, being able to just lay it all out and tell everyone, hey, I'm engaged to a woman and I'm happy and that's all that matters. Did, did being able to kind of have a, a news item um, when you came out, did that help? Like, you know, instead of just saying, hey, I'm gay, oh, well, I have a big life announcement. I'm actually getting married. Or actually, I have a girlfriend. Did that help uh, have that conversation? Um, yeah, so we actually, I had to have all the conversations with my family members before I wanted to post on social media, just out of respect, you know, I didn't want them to go on Instagram or anything and be like, oh, this is what's going on in Anissa's life, and like, we had no idea, so I think for me, out of respect, I wanted everyone to know who I was before um, we let the world know. So, and Amanda did the same too with some of her family members. So definitely um, kept that in the back of our minds. And yeah, and then that huge news came out with um, Team USA article. So uh, we have, we've been hearing nothing but good things from, from everyone all across the board. Amanda, have you had any negative experience being out? Um, no, you know, I kind of like what Nisa's saying, like, I think that in, in the beginning, it was tough for my family, um, with my parents and, you know, like, it was, it was tough, you know, the way I grew like, I grew up, uh, Catholic school, uh, all years of middle school, high school, and, um, you know, there's four by four brothers, like, it's just, I'm a, I come from a big family, and, you know, with all my successes in my sports and the spotlight on me and this and that, like, I think it scared um, a lot of my family at first. Like, what are other people going to think of her? Not so much, how do I feel? And I think over, you know, having those tough conversations and, you know, same thing like with me said, I, I feel like the more confident you are and in, in who you are and, and what you want for yourself, people are going to get on board with that because they can see your happiness. But, you know, at first, like, I was hesitant about it. So, of course, my family is going to be hesitant with it, um, you know. But I don't know. I, I would say even being with um, being with niece, like, it's made me more brave being with her. Like, she's brought out a lot more confidence in me with who I am being with her. And I think that's helped me a lot with taking all these next steps in my life with being with a woman and sharing it with all my family and all of that. But honestly, like, I really, even, even when we did announce it and put it on social media, like, we didn't get anything but great responses from, from everyone who commented or had something to say or texted or, I mean, and even people I would have never expected to reach out, reached out and said, congratulations, that's so, that's so awesome. I'm, I'm so happy you're happy. It's amazing. There is so much fear in sports, in men's sports and in women's sports uh, from athletes who are just so afraid of the negative reaction. And I, I can't tell you, I, I could maybe count on one hand the number of athletes over the last 10 years who would tell me um, that they had a, a really bad experience. And the other 99.5% they say the same thing that you two say, you know, yeah, my mom might have struggled, but we, we worked through it and, you know, everything's been great. My teammates have been great. 
And we just struggle, you know, to help people see the positive instead of focus on the negative. What do you think that all of us can do to help people see how much better life is going to be when you come out? Yeah, it's just like a weight lifted off your shoulders, too. And I just feel like, too, people are going to judge no matter if it's good or bad. You're going to get a judgment. So just being prepared for any judgment that's thrown your way, but also knowing who you are with those judgments because people don't people aren't going to live in your shoes people just see what they want to see on social media and and they just comment on social media and that's it and they're not a part of your life so it doesn't really matter so i feel like a lot of people do get stuck in seeing those negative comments and not focusing on what's really happening in their life and who's a part of their life and the people that they do trust like I feel like people should start listening to those judgments because I feel like those are the most important ones to listen to. But kind of going off that though, like, I think that I know speaking for myself, like in those moments of fear, like, why do I fear things? Well, because when people don't know that you're gay, you hear their truth and what they're saying sometimes. And like, I don't know, like I'm like, especially for me and my family and having brothers and, you know, you know, some of them a little bit more like into sports too, like stronger personalities, they'll they'll make gay comments, like people make those comments all the time. And it's like, well, geez, if they're making those comments, like, what are they going to think if I'm that way? And I think for me, especially that was like, some of my fear in, in because it wasn't even just, you know, my brothers say things here and there, but it was other people too. There was a lot of people out there who would make, you know, sly remarks here and there. And it's like, well, what what are you going to think of me when I come out and I say it? Um, but, you know, so I think that's where the fear and hesitation comes from. But then at the end of the day, like, like what Nisha was saying, they're not living your life. Like you're the one who's living your life every single day. And if you're not happy, then like that's, I mean, that's the part that like you have to live with. But if you are happy, like you get to live with that happiness, like who cares what other people say about it? You know, I'm curious, you know, I see, pictures that you were posting together um, on Instagram. And at Outsports, we have this constant debate of at what point can we write about an LGBTQ athlete? Can we take uh, a photograph of two girlfriends together and start writing about them as, as out athletes? Do you have any like insight into that? Like, If we had done that, let's suppose back in March, we see a picture of the two of you on Instagram, uh, and then we just start writing about you. How, how do you think, because again, we at Outsports, are, are, we struggle with this conversation. At what point can we write about people? How would you have felt about that if we had done that? I don't know. I guess my question always comes back to, I, would you do that for a, I, I guess I would have two questions. Would you do that for a heterosexual couple? And then would you do, and, and then like, well, what's the purpose of doing it? Like, why, why would you want to write the articles? Like, what's it? for i think those would be you know if it's to help those kids like help kids help other athletes help all those other things like i think that's great but at the same time too it's like well, why are we doing something different than what a heterosexual couple would do or would they do that listen it's great questions i mean i think the answers are yeah we would if it was if we saw a straight couple who were just dating and 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 two you know pretty much everything that we do is to help is to is to celebrate LGBTQ athletes to, to to normalize it to show that 
to, to show kids that they can live their lives. So, but it's two, it's, it's, it's two great questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would think that's like my whole thing too, is like, you know, I don't know, like sometimes I just feel like, like, you know, even with us posting, like I want to post too, because like, that's what I, I feel and I love and like all those things. And, and just like my teammates are going to post with their, you know, significant others, whether they're, they're in a gay relationship or a heterosexual relationship, whatever that may be. But to make it like, like you said, to normalize it, like we're in a relationship, that's it. Like it, it's just like anyone else's relationship and it should be celebrated just like anyone else's relationship, you know, as well. And, you know, I, I don't know. Do you have something to say about it? No. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think it's important because I can't tell you like, you know, I mean, here, Nisa and I are moving and we're kind of getting some stuff off of Facebook market. And this lady reached out and said, like, I just want to let you guys know it's pretty amazing or congratulations. And it's amazing, um, you know, uh, that, that, that you guys are such role models being the athlete that you like, we have no idea who this lady is, but obviously when you, you, when you're on Facebook market, you can see profiles. And so she saw that we had posted it and she said, you know, um, we have a, um, we have a transgender daughter and it's so great to see that you guys post. Like it's, you know, it's, it's so refreshing and I like, am so happy to see that. Like, so it's empowering at some point too. And, and I think that is also important. Like I really do feel that's important. Uh, shifting gears a little bit for the last few minutes that we have, you both have Olympic dreams and your, your countries have qualified for, uh, for the Olympics. Um, and then the Olympics got postponed. Tell me about the, that feeling of your dreams being postponed. Yeah, that was, that was definitely heartbreaking because we had no idea what was going to be happening next. You know, the pandemic hits, and then all of a sudden, people are fearful about the pandemic, and then people, it's starting to get closer to July, and then people are fearful about the cancellation of the Olympics, just waiting for um, that that post to, to tell us what our state's going to be. So for it to be able to be postponed was definitely a blessing. I'd rather it be postponed than canceled any day. And, you know, it was so hard to turn this negative into a positive, but it's definitely looking at it now and reflecting back, it's definitely a positive because it gives us so much more time to train and to be able to figure out, okay, we thought we were training and we were at our our very peak of being elite athletes, but obviously knowing you're an elite athlete, there's always more to learn. There's always more to train, to get better at. So being able to have all of this extra time, definitely blessing in disguise. So I think, I think with that being said, um, we, we definitely have our hopes high right now because it's still on, thank goodness. So um, I think, yeah, that's just how we're staying positive and continuing to train and, and working together definitely helps because we're definitely um, accountability partners. <laughs> So you're, you're, wait, you're helping each other get better, but you're competing against each other. <laughs> yeah, once we, once we get with our teams and we get on that field, we're, we're, we're not, we're not, you know, we're, we're playing against each other. Obviously, we support each other no matter what, but we are on our teams and we want, you know, our teams to, to do the best that we can. And we've had a bunch of conversations about it too. Like, whoever medals, like, 
you know, we're going to be happy for each other no matter what. Like, no matter what. Like, it's not going to be this this bitter thing like, oh, like, you know. So we've had a lot of conversations about it, which I think is healthy. I think that I think you'll learn a lot about your relationship um, because, yeah, you each want to win. It's kind of like, okay, I want to beat you for the gold, but if I can't beat you and I can't win the gold, I hope you do. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, is like as much as softball is a huge part of our life, like it's not, it doesn't define who we are and how we are in a relationship. Like it's just something that we both absolutely love to do. And for if we, you know, we got to put ourselves into reality check if we start letting the game interfere with our relationship. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But you're talking about Olympic medals. So it really, it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> well, big we can deal. have a conversation about it after it happens and we'll see how the discussion is going. <laughs> we told each other too. We, we told each other too. We don't know each other when we're on the field. It's game on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 I've been there. and But, you know, it's the first time the softball is in the Olympics in 12 years you know who knows how long it'll be there and you know it could be well anyhow i hope you i hope you tie for the gold how's that yeah, <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's uh, so well, funny because i was gonna say it's so funny because when i'm around her family they're always like team usa gold and then when we're around my family team mexico gold so you know we're always hearing it from each other's family which is funny <laughs> that's great that's love and support uh well i appreciate you both taking the time uh good luck in the move to utah i know a bunch of people there there's, there's actually a, despite you know how people perceive the mormon church in in utah well not how they perceive the mormon church how the mormon church has been uh there's a big lgbtq community there and particularly in salt lake city so hopefully you can find a foothold there yeah, yeah, we definitely, we actually saw that online uh, a few months ago, and I was pretty shocked being here for around six years or so, but, um, you know, you see the pride flags all over the Salt Lake neighborhoods, which is really awesome to see. Yeah, well, you know, you have to, once, <laughs> once you're not uh, two of the best players in the world, you can find the uh, LGBTQ softball league in Salt Lake City and play with them. I think right now you might be a little out of their league, but... <laughs> We'll find them when we retire. You can follow Anissa on Instagram at N-N-I-I-I-S-S-S, Nies. And Amanda Chittister is Chitty3, C-H-I-D-D-Y-3. Uh, come on back next week. We are going to be talking to someone who has already experienced some Olympic success, multiple Olympic medals, uh, one of the great players uh, for the United States in their sport in 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 history, uh, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation uh, to to start to wrap up the new year. We'll talk to you next week.